Well, I am totally fired up to be with you guys. Welcome to Ignite Radio Live, broadcasting over the five mighty stations of Annunciation Radio. And you're hearing the words of John Wood and the beautiful music singing of Rachel Ann and Cassandra, a brand new project called The Light. And we're very excited to have these wonderful people with us in the studio. Cassandra is uh, on the phone, uh, but united in spirit. And we know you're going to be inspired tonight during this Easter season. You're going to be inspired with some of the music and the stories behind the music, which John describes as a soundtrack that corresponds to his mission, their mission to so many people. It's touching so many lives. So uh, how are you guys doing tonight? It's great to have you with us. Good Doing great. Here. Great to be here, Greg. Yeah. Stephanie, it's always welcome, a pleasure to welcome. be with you guys. <laughs> right back at you, John. Yeah. This is an awesome project, and we are truly excited um, to be featuring it and uh, have enjoyed the emails. We are on the list as you've been sending out the promos and um, having been to some of your mission, the Extraordinary Mission missions. <laughs> um, it takes you back there for one, but just it, which is a great reminder, right, for those who have been... Uh, blessed to be present and to be a part of this kind of like those reminder moments and the Lord's continuous graces that he pours through that in your words John and in certainly your music um, Rachel Ann and Cassandra just amazing so as you listen to the CD it is the music you know Greg said John had called it a soundtrack but it's like the the music that is featured in these mission nights which is uh, quite powerful so before we go too far Let's presume our listeners know nothing about you wonderful people. And uh, give us a little bit of the backstory that brought you to this point. Um, Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, my name is John. Uh, um, I moved back to Northwest Ohio. I went to, I met my, my wife at the University of Finley, and we ended up back in that area after Your I graduated. Your wonderful, beautiful wife. My wonderful, beautiful wife, Kristen. And uh, we ended up back near um, the, the area of Finley. We live in, around New Riggle. And uh, I started teaching religious education when I moved back there uh, um, after optometry school and um, taught the juniors and seniors at my parish. And um, a few years in, I met these two young, uh, wonderful young ladies, Rachel and Cassandra. Um, they were in my class. They had the, the fortunate uh, opportunity <laughs> to listen to me for a couple of years in class. And um, somebody um, had invited them at one point. I knew they were doing a lot of singing um, through through their school and everything, and somebody invited them to sing in our parish um, at Mass one day, and I heard them, and I'm like, wow, um, they are awesome. And, and at the same time was when I was um, doing a, starting to do a lot of speaking on my own. Um, I got um, in touch with Matthew Kelly, Kelly quite a bit. He published my book back in 2012, and I brought Matthew Kelly to the area um, that year and basically traveled the diocese just promoting Matthew Kelly, and in doing so got opportunities to speak. And when I met Matthew um, gave him the manuscript of this book I'd been writing. And so um, during the process of all that, I was getting these opportunities. And I, I just believe, you know, that music is the language of the soul. It, it makes the message come alive. It speaks to you in a way that words just can't do. And so I um, I saw the opportunity to invite these girls along to let them use their, their gift and their talent. And, um, um, and it's just been a, a great blessing ever since. So the last four years, we've had opportunities to travel all over the country and uh, do these great extraordinary mission events and it's just it's fun to do them together because um, this soundtrack this the CD is really um, a way where we can 
build the music right into the message since we're working together so closely um, we can just kind of customize the music to the message and it's been it's been a lot of fun so you're a, you're a young guy John and uh, your beautiful wife and you probably said this but I was being attentive to the technical stuff for a moment there did we know how many children do you have I have four small children at home, um, ages 11, 9, 7, and 4. I got three girls and a boy. The third one's the boy. So So that's beautiful. And I think just for our listeners to understand that um, your mission, if you will, is really an organic outgrowth of your love for God and Jesus Christ in our Catholic faith, overflowing to your wife and your children, and you're really endeavoring to engage people in the world with the real struggles and the real challenges. When we hear you speak, you're tapping the real-life stories of your own striving to become a saint uh, and a disciple of Jesus. You're telling those stories. You're being self-effacing, which is Catholics uh, listening right now. Uh, encouragement to all of you out there that you've got your own story. We don't want you to, in this program, is all about that, us not simply being spectators, but recognizing that God calls us to give that witness. And you really give that folks that encouragement that, hey, you're meant to be that witness. Um, all that, I guess, to, to make the point that, uh, what, you have extraordinary mission is sort of the overarching theme of, of what you're about, but how would you say a word or two about what your particular passion is, what your particular area is that makes you distinct as a Catholic missionary evangelist? Well, I think I just, um, being an eye doctor, being a father of four small children, being in the middle of the noisy, busy world, um, I just want to help people encounter that relationship with God. Again, sometimes as Catholics, we, we start to go through motions. We see our, our religion as a, our faith as a, a religion of rules and regulations, mm-hmm. and it's not. It's a religion of relationship. And um, a part of, a big part of my story was losing my own father mm-hmm. um, to cancer back in 2008. And ever since then, I've really had to discover God the Father. And I, I think that's the, the heart of my message is that God is our Father, that we are His children, and that we are a family. And um, you know, and the domestic church is that family that's going to build the greater, the, the, the big, you know, church, the universal church. And, and um, just to help people understand that concept of family and that we can become, um, that God's dream for each and every one of us is to become these great saints that he created us to be. And we do that in the middle of our ordinary lives. And that's why I try to relate my ordinary experiences being out in the world and the, the busyness and the distractions. We all have that, but um, that's where we encounter God, I think, the most is in the ordinary. And and so I want people to kind of relate to those experiences. Wonderful. So we get extraordinary. Um, so Cassandra, how are you doing tonight? Tell us a little, give us a little background on yourself. Um, well, I, um, like John was saying, I live in uh, New York. And um, now I'm in college. I'm at Cleveland State University for music therapy. And um, as far as singing for ministry, I had grown up uh, singing in the choir loft up with my uh, my mom and her friend, who was the organist. And so I, I always did that when I was little and loved doing that. Um, but it wasn't until John had invited Rachel and I to sing at his events that we really started getting into the music ministry. And so we've had a lot of um, really cool opportunities um, through playing music at his events and also at um, – the Ignites, the different uh, Eucharistic adorations around the area, um, and as well as serving on a couple tech teams and leading the music uh, for that. So, yeah. Very cool. Rachel Ann, what do you have to add? Um, well, me and Cassandra like to tell people that 
John having us sing is like the never-ending homework project he gave us. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good project. Yeah, it, really it is, is a great project. <laughs> and it's now like it's my full-time job. That's what I do, hmm. helping out with Extraordinary Mission Ministry and doing my own music ministry. Um, and I live in Newarkle. I'm about to get married in June to my high school sweetheart. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it. Before I heard you guys for the first time, in person um you were described to me by somebody who had heard you sing i believe at an ignite as it was like voices of angels and i was like okay you know a little cheesy but and then i heard you both and i was like yes you know i mean there's something so pure and beautiful and heartfelt in your music and to use the gifts that the lord has obviously blessed you with with such passion and um, self-gift. Every time I've heard you, even on your CD projects, um, I don't, I, it, it doesn't seem at all about you, but truly, right. you know, a gift back to the Lord. Mm-hmm. So I just want to affirm that. And as our listeners hear the songs tonight that we are privileged to play, and if you check it out on the website um, that John will tell us, I don't want to give you the wrong one, um, you know, you will, I know, encounter that also. So you're tuned in to Ignite Radio Live. Very blessed to have with us tonight uh, John Wood, Rachel Ann, and Cassandra. And we're going to play some songs from this project called The Light, corresponding to Extraordinary Mission. And John, what is that website where folks should purchase this project? Just go to ExtraordinaryMission.com. It's on there. That's brand new, actually, <laughs> just this weekend we spent you know countless hours setting up this brand new website we just launched it there's a store there you can uh, check out the cd and uh lots of other all of our all of our products are on the website awesome so let's cue up this very first title track song called the light tell us the inspiration behind this song the light before we play it um well actually i wrote this song and this is the the fun thing about hanging out with rachel Ann and cassandra is that i get to you know, I get things and I want to write them down. I get ideas and I came up with the idea of this song, The Light. It's actually uh, a new book I'm working on um, revolving around the baptismal vows um, of this light entrusted to us. And and the song is really about the sacraments. It's about living the, our lives um, kind of through the perspective of the sacraments. It begins um, with the words water and oil and chrism and light, a prayer that the candle may always burn bright. And as the song progresses, it kind of goes through, you know, um, you know, confirmation and, and, and maybe marriage or um, you know those um, sacraments of service and how as we grow um, the sacraments they give us strength they give us power they help us to be the light of Christ is which is what what we're trying to do in our ministry what we're trying to do with this CD is to to let to, to let the light of Christ shine through us to keep the the flame of faith alive as they say in those baptismal vows that we have to keep that fire burning inside and so that's really the foundation of the song that's the message of the song is those sacraments keep us alive oh the song is the light <laughs> delighted to have you with us tonight
Welcome back to Ignite Radio Live. You are blessed as we are to be with John Wood and Rachel Ann and Cassandra. Um, And we are featuring their new project, The Extraordinary Mission Music, with a CD called The Light. And so just an awesome song, the title cut, very powerful. And John, I couldn't help but... uh, Think about what you had said that that core piece of the mission is, just rediscovering and um, introducing others to that fatherhood of God, which, you know, is was lacking for so many years. I think way back when, for many people, when there was the big push in the church with um, a lot of the more liberal tendencies, I hate to use that word, but just a real femi- feminization, maybe, mm-hmm. of God, and, and where it, so much was steered away from God the Father. Mm-hmm. And so over these last few years, a real rediscovering for many of that beautiful relationship, and so your contribution to that and the goodness that came out of the death of your father with, mm-hmm. with that mission. And so um, that song, he's looking at me like, where are you going with this? <laughs> but just the whole idea of baptism in particular with the sacraments, of course, but where we are claimed as children of God to be truly his sons and daughters in that sacramental way forever. And so that's what was very powerful to me listening to that. So great job. And so we are going to move along and feature another song entitled Still I Run. And Rachel, do you want to tell us about that song? Sure. Yeah, I wrote this song. um, It's probably going on like two and a half years ago now. Um, I kind of wrote it in like a rough patch of my life, one of the rough patches. And of course, most songs that I write are coming from difficult times in my life. Um, And it came from an event uh, after an event with John extraordinary mission and we were actually coming back from the upper peninsula of Michigan which is like a super long drive and John was like our chauffeur he (laughs) drove the whole way there and the whole way back but I was just at a point where I was very exhausted with the ministry things and all the events we were doing I was very tired with just searching um, and asking God what my purpose is what what I'm supposed to be doing with my life my career path and I was dealing with some pretty serious issues with some people close to me and with myself and that's when I heard John at his talk that we can say um, the verse from the book of Isaiah I will run and not grow weary and that was like God kind of slapping me in the face like wake up like you're gonna get through this you have to keep going and um, that's that evening when I got home I sat down at the piano and the words just kind of started flowing out of me so it's only through the grace of God but that's what led me through that difficult time in my life it's it was the time when I started um, the road to healing and I had been dealing with some pretty intense anxiety and I know when people who have dealt with anxiety can probably relate to this but it it controls you so much it controls every relationship and um, everything in your life and it can lead it can lead us to depression and that's such a desperate place Mm. to be which is which is where I was at and this song kind of took me out of that it was the first step so it's blessed me greatly and I hope it will bless many other people the song is still I run from the project the light extraordinary mission music and uh, beautiful words by you Rachel and and anybody who's listening right now maybe you're in that place she was speaking of a place of of maybe some depression and anxiety going on right now and uh, if nothing else we just ask you to maybe be mindful that God is speaking to you 
that uh, in these words and in this music that as Rachel shared her heart, uh, maybe God is, is wanting you to know how much he loves you and how much he is aware of your circumstances. So let's listen to this song right now, Still I Run.
You're tuned in to Ignite Radio Live over the five stations of Annunciation Radio, a very special uh, episode we have with John Wood, Rachel Ann, and Cassandra. The project is The Light. You can find it at ExtraordinaryMission.com, along with some other wonderful things. And uh, that was just a very, very beautiful song. Thank you so much, Rachel Ann, who shared with us before the real-life circumstances that went into this. You know, here she is, immersed in ministry. So right out of the gates, you might think, gosh, why should you feel anxiety? You know, you're immersed in ministry. You're praying. You're doing all this stuff. So what a message to our listeners that, hey, brothers and sisters out there, even if and as we are involved in our faith, going to Mass, praying the rosary, maybe some of us right now are thinking, why am I experiencing anxiety? Why am I experiencing difficulties? I think uh, just your willingness to share that, Rachel, and to be vulnerable, just that message, set aside the song, but just that message that, hey, brothers and sisters, it happens, and um, and God uses it. You know, God uses it as an occasion to draw us deeper to him. And um, she shared this song that emerged from that. First of all, Rachel, Ann, you know, what what has been the aftermath? I know that it's not like we're ready to be canonized saints <laughs> right away. But um, so you wrote this song and it, it, it was a, it flowed out of that relationship with God and it brought you a, a sense of uh, of his presence. But um, if you will, how's it been since then? Um, since then, I've just learned that. John says this to us a lot. It's not about doing, it's about being. Mm. And because I put so much on what my career should be, what I'm supposed to do with my life, because I have to accomplish all these things in order for God to love me or I need to earn his love. But but in the aftermath of all of this, I've learned that, you know, it doesn't matter what I do. He, he loves me as I am right now. And I just need to learn to be loved and to love. And that's, that's the purpose of life, not, mm. oh, I'm going to be a nurse or a or a ministry worker or something. That's all things that mm. lead us to heaven and our works, great works to do. But um, it's not the main, the main thing. It's mm. love is the main thing. I had this thought a couple years ago, and every once in a while, I'm a very uh, ideologically driven Facebook user. I do go through once in a while and certainly pray for Facebook friends, but I'll often just post things as encouragement in general. And a thought that occurred to me, because we all have anxiety and moments of anxiety, I think, of course, of that part in Mass where it says, deliver us from all useless anxiety, which in seminary we'd debate. And I would say, you know, I think I think the Mass is saying, deliver us from all anxiety that is useless. Not that there's some good anxiety and bad anxiety, but all anxiety, you know, I think is an indicator, and this is the thought, anxiety is a summons to prayer. It is God's invitation to resume his dominion in our hearts. I'll say it again. Anxiety, if we're experiencing it, it's a summons to prayer. It's God's invitation to resume his dominion in our hearts. And uh, to, to slow down, as you suggested, and just experience his presence. And we, too often, right, we feel this pressure that I'm, even as Christians, I'm only good enough if I'm doing the good thing. And that's a heresy. You know, Pelagianism is one of its faces. It was condemned by the church that we can earn our own you know, salvation in Christ. And we Catholics, maybe even the most faithful among us, struggle with these notions that, you know, I'm good with God if— well, what surpasses being created in the image of God? And so, I, you know, I know that this is a key part of your mission to awaken us all the more deeply to this relationship with Christ. I want to raise another subject here um, before we go on to another song. Um, you, you know, a big part of this project is, is the fatherhood of God, as you said, John. And as you were saying that, you know, it just occurred to me how fatherhood, just the name father, has a bad name. I and mean, let's be honest. Um, most of us, 
you know, first of all, we're imperfect as men. John, you and I, as fathers, we desire to be holy and godly. I can say, you know, I had some serious need of apology tonight. Things weren't working out technologically, and I was a little short with my kids and, you know, owe some of them an apology with equipment things. Um, My point is this, that our kids inherit an understanding of God, the Father, based upon our human fathers. And most of us, let's face it, have had fathers that are very imperfect, And it's difficult, isn't it difficult to have a relationship with God the Father when what comes to mind are uh, sarcastic, you know, angry, disconnected relationally and emotionally? Have you experienced that in your ministry in connecting with men and women for that matter in in an earnest desire for them to really more fully understand that God is none of that negativity and in fact, uh, really um, an all-consuming, ever-loving God, merciful God, is the nature of the Father. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, you know, in every TV show and every every song and every, you know, everywhere we look, I think fathers are often portrayed as either, you know, the mindless buffoon mm-hmm. or the tyrant that doesn't want their children to have any fun or, you know, that's going to, you know, condemn them every time they make a mistake. There's just those two extremes of fatherhood, and I think we really need to to rediscover and recapture the image of the true father and men have to step up, step up like you said Greg and be that image especially to our own children and and you know it's a, a huge responsibility and it's a huge weight that I obviously cannot carry myself being a sinful and weak man and I often you know pray and ask for God's mercy and grace and I want to show my children you know that you know one of the things I try to do with my kids is what I call daddy days and take them out individually and just try to give them mm. my undivided attention I'm always so busy and distracted and trying to teach other people to be good parents that sometimes I have to step back and and you know put my money where my mouth is and be that image and I want to introduce them to God the Father to help them understand they can have a daddy day with God the Father every <laughs> day of their life because God is not limited by time and space like I am but we have to step up to that challenge and uh, you know Father Ricardo is a big you know I'm a big fan of his I listen to him a lot and he yes. big fans I, I here heard him yeah. uh, at one point just challenge men he said you, you know pray pray for your children set aside a day of the week for each member of your family and and just you know maybe at mealtime instead of rattling off that normal prayer you just lift up your children and i i've done that for a couple years i'm not i'm an introverted guy i've never been it's never flowed easily for me for spontaneous prayer from a family of all boys we just never did that growing up but um and it is still hard but I'm, I'm glad he challenged me to do that. I do that every day. I try to lift one of my children up to tell them how much I love them, how much God loves them. That time we're always trying to condemn or we're always trying to correct them and, and, and you know, tell them what they're doing wrong. At times we mm. have to praise them, tell them what they're doing right, because mm. that's what God is. He, right. Jesus, you know, he showed us the father and he gave us the parables. He's the father. He's always waiting for his children to come back. He mm. runs to his children. He welcomes them when they come home. He forgives them over and over and over again. He's a father of love, a father of mercy like we're talking about this whole year in the year of mercy and so we we absolutely have to rediscover the concept of father and that's one of my main missions mm-hmm. that i i, I want to do and and i g- try to glorify my own father and how he did that for me by being that image of god the father being patient with me being kind and always wanting to be where i where i'm at and uh he's my my main motivation when i when i speak and that's why it comes from my heart i think is because i'm always thinking about my own father it's beautiful and you know i think about the stats for men listening right now. If the father is involved, it's a 66 to 75% chance that the child is going to be involved in his faith. If the mother is involved, but the dad is not, it's just a one in 50 chance, 2% chance. And so there's something primal 
uh, embedded in our nature that God uh, gave us this connection to himself through fathers. And I know there are many good men out there who are prayerful, who read spiritual books, who go to conferences. And we want to be a source of encouragement to you men to realize, and we get it, it's, it's difficult to lead in your family to do more than you know, even just lead the prayer before supper. In fact, recent studies show that only 13% of mass goers even pray before supper. Those are mass goers. So, brothers, if you're listening out there, we encourage you to take that step. We know it can be awkward. We know it can be uncomfortable. We know that, that you know, the technology has taken over our culture and it's taken over our society. There's no judgment here. It's just a fact, including us as adults, right? We need to kind of define those boundaries and set those limits. So I'm just encouraging you tonight to take a simple step tonight, this week, and maybe over supper for maybe just start there, a time where you'd gather together for supper and maybe throw the questions on the table. We call these daily questions with our Live It Gathering Guide. Just go around the table. Hey, what are you grateful for? You know, what's a victory in your life today or the last week? Something you're really proud of. What's a challenge? What's something you're facing? You know, try to dig deep. And what's something that, you know, you're really facing? Maybe an affirmation. Let's go around and everybody from one person at the table uh, with something that you're, you're, you know, you're grateful for them for. What's something new? would be a fifth question. Um, we have... Uh, families that are beginning to do this, uh, Most Blessed Sacrament, our listeners have heard us talk about with some of these parishes that were engaged in building those core teams. And some folks who are doing this the very first time, that simple idea of simply discussing these questions over supper, one woman used the phrase that it's a major game changer, it's a culture changer, as it's opening up levels of conversation that are causing them to be saint-making machines. Because when somebody shares their challenge or their difficulty, you're more merciful to them. You get that maybe dad is sarcastic or disconnected because he's frustrated with something going at work. Or maybe a teenager is sharing, hey, kids at school are acting this way or that way. And a dad is a little more patient, a little more understanding, a little more caring and compassionate. So um, for our listeners out there, I just encourage you um, to, you know, step, you know, open that door and take that up small step opportunity to see God alive in those relationships. So little uh, detraction there. We're going to get back to the wonderful music here. Okay, um, Cassandra, we're going we're gonna to put you up to bat next with one of the songs that you have written. All right. Um, and you get to choose which one you would like to talk about. How about that? Fill up my darkness or whisper? Oh, boy. Um, we can talk about uh, whatever you want. <laughs> or both. Um, yeah, fill no. up my darkness. Okay, fill up my darkness. Tell us the backstory behind that yeah. song. Um, so I think I wrote this like a year and a half or so ago. It's actually funny. I didn't know really when Rachel wrote Still I Run, um, but the same time that she wrote it coming home from that event, that's when I wrote Fill Up My Darkness. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> you didn't know that, Rachel. It must have been a powerful wow. event. Uh-huh. God was really, I, the, yeah, the Lord I, would move both of you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I think it was it was a couple months before that event, but I was just journaling some stuff out. Um, and I that's kind of where the, the verses had come from. And on so our, on our way to that Michigan event, I was sitting in the back seat, and, and John's car is always so noisy. And so I couldn't hear any <laughs> of the conversation up front. So I got out my guitar um, started playing with, you know, some just some of my – journal notes and stuff um and that's where it it started to grow and it's you know kind of changed uh tweaked along the way um but 
So the message of Fill My Darkness, um, I kind of compare it to like um, our souls or our hearts where um, we're, we're, uh, it's like, so it's kind of like a, a black hole in a sense. Uh, it sounds kind of dark, but just goes in here. Mm-hmm. So our hearts are essentially just a black hole without any kind of love in our lives. And it's only when we allow God to um, fill us up with that love that we can really um, be who um, we're meant to be and really fulfill that um, that mission that God has for us. And so, um, yeah, when I was when I was writing out um, the verses, I guess it was you know a not so great time in my life. I uh, or maybe it was great because something good came out of it. But it was, you know, kind of confusing. I was trying to make different decisions and, um, again, trying to find out what my purpose was. And um, it's it's hard being in, in college uh, because, as most of you know, it's a, a very different culture mm-hmm. um, than it is um, being in ministry. And so... I've, I was being um, very torn between uh, different things, um, seeing, you know, what people on my college campus were doing. And so, yeah, I felt like at that time I was, um, I was, I, you know, I knew, I knew the love of God and I, I truly believed in everything that I was doing um, for the Lord, for the ministry, um, but just also kind of confused on how I was supposed to do that on a college campus as well um and so i i just i came to this point where i realized like why why am i trying to run after these things that the world is trying to tell me to make me happy when i already know exactly what i need i only need god and so that's where the revelation comes from um for the chorus uh fill up my darkness um just really a prayer a cry out to god that Mm. I need him, I, you know, I need to be filled with his love before I can um, do anything else. And when I fill myself with the love of God first, then, um, you know, the possibilities are endless of what I uh, can do. And, um, yeah, so that's kind of the message behind it. And the music um, is kind of different. It sounds a little um, funky. But we I'm like going to geek out on music here a little bit. Um, so my chord progression that I came up with, um, it goes from three minor chords to two major chords. And so it has like a darker sound and then it goes to like a happier kind of sound. Um, and so that was really just to represent that, you know, we have those dark times in our lives. Very cool. But there's always something that comes good out of it. So even though I was you know, not having a great day or whatever when I was journaling, um, that song has really helped me um, in my walk with God, and I've been able to share that with other people. And so, you know, good things do come out of the darkness. Beautiful story by Cassandra A. Cree. Uh, the project is The Light with Extraordinary Mission Music. You can find out more at ExtraordinaryMission.com. We're going to play the song right now. And uh, just pray that God's blessing be upon you as you listen to this song. We'll be right back.
absolutely beautiful song, uh, Cassandra Acree, sharing with us the absolutely beautiful story behind it of uh, working through some darkness in her life and God filling it up and uh, being that answer to the darkness. And we're so blessed to have uh, John, Rachel, Anne, and Cassandra with us talking about this project, The Light Extraordinary Mission. And we may have lost Cassandra. I hope not. Uh, We're trying to call her back uh, by phone. But uh, while we're waiting to get a hold of her, um, so you guys are, you know, you're blessed to be in mission. You're blessed to be instruments of God's grace. And uh, we know that that always just must be a uplifting experience all the time and everything goes perfect, right? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely, it yeah. <laughs> it's so easy. Because you do the Lord's work and he just paves those easy mm-hmm. paths oh, all yeah. clear there's and no lit storm, up. There's no storm clouds, no rainy days. It's always sun, always sun. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, <laughs> Give us some stories from the road. Give us one or two stories of just some yeah, th- funness. This, this could the be human's like face. a foreshadowing <laughs> of the next CD. Stories oh, from yeah. the road. Stories I like from that. The road. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. Um, there's the, the Minnesota experience when we had three GPSs going at once, didn't we? We had the car GPS. We <laughs> That's great. Because we got a rental car. We're country people. We don't do well in the city. No, we don't. <laughs> no, we don't. Cassandra's the closest to the city since she's going to school in Cleveland, but we, me and John are like, yeah. what? My, my <laughs> GPS does not calculate, and so when it gets to a city, the roads are going in every direction. Yeah. It doesn't even have time to recalculate, so I don't know how many times we've been <laughs> we lost. Recalculating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In cities, but um, but yeah, travel's hard. I mean, yeah, yeah, the glamour of travel can wear off rather quickly, and um, and I just uh, I feel blessed that, that Rachel and Cassandra have been with me on, on all of these journeys. A lot of these journeys, you get homesick really quickly. Um, my wife, um, mm. amazing person, you get to miss your your wife, your family. You know, we get on the road a lot, especially during times of Lent. I think you know this past Lent, I think. I was on the road 21 out of 36 days doing wow. parish missions and things, and it was just, a, it's really a, a cross for her. My wife is a saint. I, I married way up, um, <laughs> and Greg, I know you can relate to that. Yeah, absolutely. Married way up as well. Um, but yeah, you, you have My to. My neck have, hurts. Yeah. <laughs> Mine too. Um, you have to have those people in your life that really, um, that, that support you, but um but yeah, I, I'm pre- I'm glad Rachel and Cassandra have been with me because um, it, it just makes the trips a lot better to be with um, you know people you care about, people that make it fun, people that um, you know can help you when you have a bad day or you're, you help you when you get stuck in a three hour car mm. uh, traffic yeah, jam in I, Chicago. I don't like <laughs> Chicago. Um, <laughs> I, I, we went to yeah we were going to Wisconsin to actually your home state to to record a DVD series and we decided well we're driving through Chicago let's on a Friday let's game. go to the Cubs game. Oh good good bought, for you guys. <laughs> we we should have gone to a Brewers game but yeah, okay we'll yeah, go with Cubs. Yeah. <laughs> we bought tickets and we had them and we're like you know you know probably three hours early on our itinerary we'll get there in plenty of time well we hit Chicago by the time we got to the other side where the Cubs play um, it was the seventh inning wow it was literally three hours of just inching (laughs) forward and we were so sick of Chicago by the time we got to the Cubs game it was just (laughs) um, yeah that was well that's just well how are the Cubs doing I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) So Rachel Ann a lot of time on the road how has your faith grown notably now versus when you first began how are you a different person um, when I first began, I, you know, I didn't have very strong faith. You know, it goes up, up and down through the years. You're not always, yeah, I'm at this strong faith and I'm here for life. Like it, it dips, it's a roller coaster. But, um, at the beginning I just had very little faith. The only reason I was going with John is because he said we were awesome at singing and <laughs> he wanted us to help him out. So, mm. but through the years hearing John talk hundreds of times, I, 
I'm honestly saying I've never gotten sick of it because I've learned wow. so much every time. And even on the car rides, he's always going on about all <laughs> 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 about all this it continues. theology <laughs> and just really good conversations that I, I've learned more about how, you know, to raise a family mm-hmm. and how to mm-hmm. pray and how and theology of the body everything from those car rides and yeah than i ever would have not been in this ministry like i i've became who i am today because of those moments so praise god yeah Yeah. and you know there's that's a testimony to um both of you and cassandra are still trying to get her on the phone here just to your authenticity and love and mercy because let's face it when you spend anybody can fake somebody out on the stage or in limited moments or Facebook sound bites or whatever. But when you're with somebody, you know, hours on end, much less days, you really kind of get to see what's under the hood, right? And, uh, I mean, what an occasion to grow as kind of a mission community. Yeah, we've been through it with each other, that's for sure. So, I mean, is it, I mean, just maybe, is there a word of encouragement you might have to those folks on teams who spend a lot of time with each other, say in parishes, and they see each other day in and day out, and, you know, you've got that kind of presentation of Christ, but under the hood, you see the warts? Yeah. I, I mean, I would say the enemy's a jerk. And, <laughs> and he is. I mean, I second you know, that. If, if, you know, something's starting to go good or, um, you know, you often get down, you get in funks and um, it's easy to p- start pointing fingers to to get in business mode where you're just trying to, to run a business and we're not a business. We're hmm. a family trying to build disciples. Hmm. We're not a business trying to please customers. And so you really need that support system that everybody's going to go through tough times and um, you need a strong team, a strong faith. God has to be your faith. Prayer has to be your faith. And um, you have to lift each other up when you fall down and you have to encourage each other when maybe you, you lose your faith a little bit. And uh, I can honestly say I've been blessed that Rachel and Cassandra have certainly done that for me um, because it can be monotonous to do try to do an event over and over and over mm-hmm. again. And mm-hmm. um, you have to make it real and you have to speak from your heart. You you can't just go through motions. And so people there to, to help you and encourage you, that's p- part of being a, a ministry and a team and, and a family. And I would just encourage our listeners um, to really take to heart the call that we have to pray for the different ministries that we have been blessed by, whether you mentioned Father Ricardo, you know, you know, the devil wants to attack Mm -hmm. him big time. And so, you know, in your extraordinary mission, the things that the bishop is doing and, um, you know, Matthew Kelly's dynamic Catholic and, you know, we are blessed during this time um, in history with so many awesome Catholic right. movements just proclaiming it, right? And, and the resources and the kindred mission. and But to really pray for those who are, you know, out there on the battlefields and, and in it, because like you're saying, the devil wants to attack and does attack it, but just for the, um, the encouragement and the protection of and the blessing of, because it's easy for participants to show up and take it in and be blessed by it. But, you know, the little bit that you shared of on the road stuff, it's it doesn't just come easily. And two, just to be open to what the spirit, you know, is wanting you to proclaim and to say and to lead people in. So um, that's my challenge to all our listeners and on this night in particular to pray for uh, John and, and his family who sacrifice a lot to for him to be able to give so much and for Rachel Ann and Cassandra and just bless them, lift them up. Cassandra, are you with us? 
I am. Woo! Awesome to have you back with us. <laughs> yes. See those Somehow. little bumps. Right? Exactly. So, Cassandra, just uh, we're coming in for a landing here fairly quickly, and we we're just talking about some of the human side of being on the road together. And do you have any favorite fun story of being on the road? Oh, there's so many. I had a really good conversation, didn't I? Oh. Yes, you did. <laughs> Dang it. Oh well, there was one time when uh, when Rachel and I were driving back from an event by ourselves. And um, I was I was driving. I'll admit to that. And I ended up driving uh, west instead of east. Oops. And we ended up in a completely wrong town. And uh, like Rachel had to be back to school like that night, and I had another performance to go to, and it was kind of a mess. But it was it was a good memory to make. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> Do you remember this, Rachel? Ann? Yes, yes, I do. I had it turned into a very long trip. We saw these like windmills, and we were convinced that it was the city we were supposed to be in. I'm like, yeah, this is this is definitely uh, Finley. This is right. We're we're going the right way. And she's like, I don't think so. I'm like, no, this is their fairgrounds. This is correct. I know I'm right. <laughs> and then it wasn't. It was Indiana. So <laughs> so change in the song. Still I run to still I ride. Right. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna conclude tonight with this. Uh, one more song from this project and folks I encourage you to go to extraordinarymission.com and I think you're going to be blessed just by purchasing this CD for yourself for your family for your friends It's there's going to be a lot of there's anointing in this you're going to encounter God I think in a new way it's a kind of uh, project you can just put in and listen to in the car or in the background and uh, you know you heard Rachel Ann talk about how noisy John's car is he's not going to get a new car if you don't buy CDs folks <laughs> so you know we need to work on that sound to uh, be a blessing to them. No, seriously. So ExtraordinaryMission.com, great way to support this wonderful ministry and also get something out of it to be blessed by it. God wants to give you this gift. So John, cue up for us in this remaining time that we have this uh, this other song. I'll say all the songs. We didn't get them all in tonight, but uh, this No Ordinary Mission. Uh, well, No Ordinary Mission is the first song I wrote. is actually the theme song to my book, and it was just one of those fun projects to see what I could do. And um, Rachel and Cassandra had never written in their own song before, and I gave them these lyrics, and I'm like, hey, can you guys put this into a song? And um, they did an amazing job. It was This song was actually on our first CD, or the, uh, the first CD they did, um, and they've changed it over the years. Um, and I, I absolutely love the way this song has evolved. It's really about that that mission that we all have, that call to be great saints, and we do that mm. in the middle of our ordinary lives, that God, um, he calls us to something more, and in the Gospels we find that call to something more, and, and that's what it's all about. It's it's not an ordinary mission, but we, uh, we're we all called to greatness, and uh, I, I think it was Pope Benedict that said, the world promises you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. Mm. Uh, you were made for greatness, and mm-hmm. so it's just a, a challenge to everyone to go after that extraordinary mission. Very blessed to have each of you with us here tonight. Ignite Radio Live over the five stations of Annunciation Radio. Let's just continue this mission together and striving to become saints. God bless you. We'll see you next week.